Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Hello, Podcast. City Hope My name is My Bobby name is Thompson, and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. We're in week three. This is the final week of our missions emphasis series that we've been in for a while. And we've been setting aside these Sundays to just hear about some of our ministry partners, hear about what God's doing uh, in the low country and throughout the world. Uh, because why? The Bible offers us as followers of Christ. He gives us these marching orders. He gives us what we call the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28. Go, therefore, make disciples, baptizing them, teaching them to, to observe everything I have commanded you. So God gives his followers this call to action. If you're a Christian, he's like, no, 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 no. There's no option of you just sitting in a chair being a consumer. That's not the option. He says, go. And he gives us these action. He gives us these marching orders. All throughout scripture, we see that. And so as we were planning this series and we thought, what's a, what's a great word that we can kind of put with this? And that word is engaged. We want to see City Hope Church engaged with God's great commission, with God's great commandment. We want you engaged in the things that matter of this world. And the reality is, listen, for some of you, you're like, man, I'm new to this church thing or I'm, I haven't been in a while. Your engagement really does matter. Whether you're a, a you know, maybe the, the, you got the scale, right? You got the vets and you got the pros, but then you got rookies. No matter where you're at on the scale, your engagement in God's great commission really, really matters. And so for the last couple weeks, we've been looking at two of our international partners, people that uh, have been engaged and are engaged with God's Great Commission. Two weeks ago, we met our, our partners called Helping Haitian Angels. If you weren't here for that, you can go back online. Last week was uh, Hope Through Him. That was our folks in Honduras. And both of these ministries are doing Great work internationally, uh, teaching, equipping, sharing the good news, uh, building uh, schools and hospitals and coffee shops and places for the people of those two countries to, to come and work and, and to grow in their relationship with Christ. And so we, we talked about ways for you to get involved with that, with, with uh, prayer and trips and, and giving and sponsoring kids. All those different things uh, are, are ways to get involved in that area. But today, uh, as we looked at those different areas uh, internationally, today we're going to look at the other side uh, of the world, the other side of the country, and look at missions and living engaged in a little bit different way, okay? So if you have your Bibles, go to Acts chapter number 1. Acts chapter number 1. And just real quick, a little, a little context here. Um, the book of Acts was written, many scholars say it was written by Luke, the same guy who wrote the Bible uh, uh, or the, the chapter, uh, the book of Luke. Um, this was the same guy, many of the same kind of patterns in the, in the writing here. But this was his account of Jesus's words while Jesus was on earth. Okay, And so the, the setting of Acts chapter 1, uh, Jesus has been uh, crucified, Jesus has died, he's risen again, now he's before the disciples. And right before he ascends to heaven, he kind of gives these marching orders to his people. All right. So if you found Acts chapter 1, verse 8, so let's stand to our feet as we honor the reading of God's word together. We're just one verse today that we're going to look at. Verse number eight, the Bible says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. Everybody say witnesses. <clears throat> you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Father, I pray your blessings on the reading of your word. Lord, you know what we've brought into this room today. 
the struggles, the hurt, the sin, the, the victories, the celebrate, whatever it is, you know what's on our heart, God. And I just pray for the next few moments that you would, you would challenge us, you would change us, you would push us and encourage us and, and give us a, a, a just courage to take a step for you. Help us to be a church that is always engaged in your mission. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. So, so Jesus is getting ready to ascend to heaven. He's talking to his disciples and he gives these marching orders to his followers. And I think this is a good place for us to look. So a lot of times when we look at the Bible, we think, well, that was back then. How does this apply to me in 2022? How can I make this a part of, of my life? Well, when we apply these words, if, if we were to sit down and look um, at, at what Jesus was saying, let's just take it a little bit step by step. He says, I want you to be my witnesses. All right. So uh, I'm not a big uh, uh, lawyer show kind of guy, but this past couple weeks I have been wrapped up in this uh, trial that's been going on up in Wisconsin. I don't know if any of you guys have been following that. I don't normally follow that kind of stuff, but I've been like enamored with it. And it's just been the craziest thing. It finally ended the other day. And so I've been watching it and I was watching on my phone. The girls are like, what are you watching? Like, what is going on? And so I was just watching it, and, and the, you know, as the lawyers go, they keep calling up all these witnesses, right? I want to call up the defense witness. I want to call up the, uh, all these witnesses. And so what they, what, why are they doing that? They want to know what they know, right? I want to know what you saw. I want to know what you know. I want to know what you tell me everything, because you were a witness in this case or whatever, right? And so when I think about witness, you know, Jesus is sitting here saying, I want you to go be my witness, I want you to go tell the world what you saw, what you know about me, right? And so he's telling his followers all, all the healings you saw, all the things that you, you know, the miracles you saw, all the words that I teach, all the people that we reached. I want you to go be witnesses of that, right? And so he tells them, I want you to go to these places. I want you to go to Jerusalem. I want you to go to Judea and Samaria, and I want you to go to the end of the earth. And so if we break that down, if we were to have a map up here today and it said Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth, you would kind of be able to see this. And so basically what, what Jesus was telling them, he's like, listen, I want you to go be my witnesses in, and engage everywhere, everywhere. Because Jerusalem was kind of their area, their neighborhood, their community, their people, right? And, and for us, that's, that's our area, the Oakety, Bluffton, Beaufort, uh, uh, Ridgeland, Hardyville. That's, that's kind of our Jerusalem, if you will, right? And then he says, I want you to go to Judea and Samaria. So think of that more as, as kind of our state and our country, right? This is, you know, we're all Americans. We're, we're, we're here. Uh, 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 this is our place. And then he says, go to the ends of the earth, right? All the international places. So Jesus is like, man, I need you to go across oceans. I need you to go across state lines. I need you to go across property lines. I need you to talk and engage and be my witnesses with people everywhere. Well, as we have been talking through this mission series and as we planted this church, we were constantly praying for and looking for uh, ministries and partners that are doing God's work right here in our Jerusalem. And um, we we continue to pray and continue to look for partners and continue to ask God, you know, who, who are some folks that we can engage with? One of the core values of City Hope Church when we started this church and just a few weeks ago, we went through this series and we called it Marks of a Disciple. And what are some of the things that, that we want you to strive after? What are some of the things that we believe God's passionate about so we want to be passionate about? And one of those is healthy families. 
healthy families. We want to see marriages strengthened. We want to see uh, uh, dads being great leaders. We want to see moms being great leaders in their family. We, we, we sincerely have a desire to see healthy families. Now, a part of healthy families building that is, is uh, you know, again, uh, seeing marriages strengthen, and we have this passion, desire, and vision to, to build a counseling center and to, to, to see many, many people in our Jerusalem and our area come and, and so that we can help strengthen these marriages. But one of the uh, most influential places is our kids. We want to see our kids in our community to, to grow up and have a biblical worldview. We want to see our kids to be strong in their faith and, and not have a, a social media worldview, right? We want to see strong kids. And so uh, uh, more than any other ministry at City Hope Church, we've invested in our kids' ministry more than any other uh, ministry involved, right? Because we believe in kids' ministry. Our guys who unpack the trailer every week, they're like, oh, we got more kids' stuff this week, right? Like every week, it seems like, because we believe in it. We want to invest in these kids. Last week, I mean, this is, this is all glory to God. Last week, we had 71 kids in our kids' ministry, right? Like, man, God is just doing some amazing things. And so we want to continue to, to invest invest in our kids' lives. One of the places that, that is very, very pivotal in a kid's life and a student's life is school, right? School, every single day for eight hours a day, these kids are with teachers, coaches, and administrators. And so our schools are a vital part of creating healthy families. And so we, since, since we started uh, a City Hope Church, we have reached out to many of our schools and we're so blessed here in the Low Country. We have some great schools. We have some great people who, who are uh, in public schools. We have some great people that are in private schools. I mean, we're, we're in a school right now. We have a great relationship with, with John Paul. But we want to, um, as we continue to grow, partnering with schools, our local schools, is something that's, that's important to us. And we're going to continue to do that. Um, one school that, that in particular has been a huge, huge blessing to City Hope Church is Hilton Head Christian Academy. The very first meeting we ever had, we're like, hey, we're, we're going to start a church and we need somewhere to meet. Can, can we meet there? And they're like, yeah, come on in, you know. So we had our very first interest meeting there. Um, and then we started meeting over at um, Rose Hill and, and we didn't have enough chairs. And so we were like, hey, can we use some of your chairs? And they're like, yeah, take them, take whatever you need. They've just been a, a great uh, asset for us and, and, and a great uh, ministry. And so we began to talk to them. Well, how can we... How can we partner with you guys? How can we help your cause? We believe in your mission. We believe what you're doing. How can we get involved? And so we begin to, uh, you know, talk and do some things. And, and God has just brought some amazing families from uh, a Christian Academy. I think and this number might not be 100% correct, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 120 new students this year, some, something like that, that, that uh, have moved into the area, new families that have moved here. So it's just a, it's an awesome spot for ministry to happen. And, um, you know, I think about our public schools. And, man, we, I know even some of you guys here work in some of our public schools. And, man, what a, what a blessing that we have some great schools around here. But you guys know this. The, the, the world and the enemy is trying everything to, to get God out, 
to get the Bible out, to get prayer out. We, we read it all the time now. You know, uh, a football coach said the Lord's Prayer at halftime and he got fired. You know, just things like that. They don't want our, our, our children, the, the people of the world, don't want our children learning about Jesus and God. And praise God for our, our faithful uh, teachers and leaders and administrators and coaches who are in the public schools. And that's their mission field. And praise God for them. And we're going to continue to do our best to partner with some of them. And we've reached out and some of them are like, yeah, we, we would love that and some of them may be like no stay away we don't want you guys you know so it we really we really believe in this we really believe in this and so I asked um Doug Langhouse he is the headmaster over at Christian Academy and I asked him hey can you just give our folks just a little view a, a quick video uh, of what you guys do and and why this is such an important aspect of our Jerusalem so let's watch this video real quick Hello, City Hope Church. My name is Doug Langhouse. I have the privilege of being the head of school over at Hilton Head Christian Academy. I am excited to hear about all that God is doing in and through your church. Talking with Pastor Bobby, it's been fun to hear the growth and just the spiritual impact the church is already having on the community. At HHCA, we've been blessed over the last 40 plus years to be on a mission of knowing Christ and making him known. And obviously as a school, historically, we've always done that through education, the academics, fine arts and the athletics. And we have the opportunity to partner with hundreds of families in the low country and really seek to impact lives of our students so that they can have a foundation in Christ to build on as they move forward. It has been a blessing in the midst of a culture that is shifting rapidly in so many ways to be able to stand on truth and give our students and our families a foundation of truth. I am grateful for y'all's uh, encouragement and support as a church. And there are so many ways that our school wants to continue to uh, love on our teachers, love on our mentors, impact our coaches, and continue to just do all sorts of things to encourage them because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are impacting the students in the classroom, on the athletic field, on the stage. And so your, your encouragement, your support, your partnership, your working to continue to help us move forward in that is immensely appreciated and I'm eternal grateful and I am grateful for how God is at work in the low country through so many awesome ministries to accomplish his purposes. What starts here changes everything. So just a quick look and and hopefully for some of you an introduction to this ministry that that is so so pivotal in in raising our kids and and just like you know our partnership with HHCA we want to uh, again reach out and have some partnerships with with our schools because we want to see healthy families we want to see folks um, uh, you know these kids that are spending so much time with them every single day right here in our Jerusalem uh, that we're able to help and impact those and so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about ways to get involved but another uh, really cool thing about our community here in our Jerusalem is the amount of um, military, ex-military, veterans, first responders, you know, uh, police officers, FBI, all, all the, we have a lot of those families in our area. Where, where we're at in our region, uh, God has just brought a lot, of, uh, a lot of those folks here, and we're so appreciative of, of the sacrifices of, of the many. And, and, you know, the reality is a lot of these folks that are, that are in these roles, they see the worst that our world has to offer. 
right? They see some of the stuff, you know, a, a lot of us, I, I mean, we just watch it on the news, but they're on the scene and they're, they're across the ocean and they're on the battlefield. And, 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 and there, there's a heaviness that comes with that. There's a, there's a weightiness that comes to that. And so with, with that in mind and our region and just the, the population that we have here uh, or that we have here in our area, um, we feel like, man, God has put this, this passion, this uh, uh, burden on our heart to uh, help our heroes and to minister to our heroes. And right here in our Jerusalem, there's, a, there's some wonderful ministries. And uh, one in particular that God has brought to us uh, is called Opfob. Opfob. And so uh, many of you guys know about Opfob. Many of you have been uh, around them. But today I've asked Ben and Joe uh, to come and, and chat with us a little bit little bit about that and learn more what OpFob is. So you guys welcome them to the stage as they come on up. <clears throat> hey, my name is Ben Kennedy and I'm the vice chairman for Operation Patriots FOB. Uh, we're in Ridgeland, South Carolina, just down the road. Uh, we're about a two and a half year old organization that started out of necessity uh, for what's going on in our veterans and first responders. So a little bit about my background. My whole family is uh, veterans and first responders, military, uh, police officers. Uh, so I saw a lot of the impacts of it. So it was a way for me to get engaged and serve and give back. But I'll yeah. let Joe introduce himself and then we'll go from there. My name is Joe McNamara. Uh, as I said, Bobby's kind of token veteran that he brought up here <laughs> to play around. Um, but uh, as a Marine Infantry Commander for a number of years, had multiple combat deployments to Afghanistan. Uh, and I sit on the, the board for OpFob, but uh, we'll use some of those experiences just to kind of provide some color to, to what we're talking about today. Yeah, so, so keep that, Joe. Um, you know, I, I've gotten to know Joe over the past three years, and it's been really neat. Every time we go hang out or have coffee or something, this, this topic that he's really passionate about has come up. So, um, man, you've had, um, you've had some great experiences, but you've also seen some of the struggles, some of the weight that has happened. So I guess just tell our church, you know, um, why is a why is a ministry like OpFob so important? Give us some give us some details of why. Yeah, I think so. The the, the one thing that I like to say is, is is people who aren't in that world is, is I like to inform people is not every veteran is broken first and foremost. Um, you know, everybody's got different experiences, and that's anybody who we run into in life, right? Everybody's got different experiences in their life. But if you watch anything on the TV or shows or movies, it'll make it sound like every veteran's kind of a ticking time bomb getting ready to explode. And it's, it's just not the case. Uh, but there are many that, that are struggling. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how many have heard of the statistic of, of veterans that say 22 veterans a day commit suicide. Um, they actually just released a new study that has, those numbers are, are significantly higher. Um, but locally, as Bobby hit about the veterans, just to let you understand, our, our story is um, the most the most we lost on one deployment was 10 KIA, number of WIA going through. But in some one unit in 2009, I've lost 34 teammates to suicide. Um, interestingly enough, there's three other board members that, that sit on the board. And between the four of us, 154 teammates that have killed themselves. And so with, that's part of the reason for OpFob. And the, one of the best ways that I've, I've heard of saying is I don't, I don't fully understand everything. But I know that that the answer is Jesus, right? Amen. Is is Amen. a relationship with Jesus will help most of these people understand why, or, or at least have a, a, a better understanding of why they've gone through what they've gone through. And the best way that I've kind of I've heard it is talking with one of my Marines, and he said, you know, 
the military and Marine Corps in particular does a very good job of teaching us to walk a thousand meters into the tree line and go do what we're supposed to do for this country. They don't teach us how to walk out. And that's the necessity that, that we're talking about with OpFob is, is we have created this platform now to help some of these vets understand how to walk out of that, how to reintegrate into it, because transitioning is tough. And yeah. with, with that piece is I'm really excited about City Hope's involvement with OpFob because the platform that's there, and while we may not understand everything, is I do understand that that relationship with Jesus is going to be the answer to yeah. help curb some of this. And, and so that's what I'm really excited about yeah. or, um, City Hope's involvement yeah. with the FOB. So there's a huge need. I mean, it's out there. And so, Ben, you, you kind of helped got this thing started. So give us, uh, for, the, for those who don't know, just you're out in Ridgeland. Tell us what you guys do and in, in, in the mission of OpFob. Yeah, so we, we talked about the heavy stuff. The, the sole purpose and why it got started was to prevent veteran suicide. Uh, but we've expanded that to first responders, law enforcement, EMTs, fire departments as well, because there's so much tragedy that they see. And if you can imagine a movie reel, remember the old movie reels, the, the aluminum reels that had the little tape on them, and that's how we used to watch? Imagine that reel breaking in half, and all it does is recycle information every day. So imagine being in combat or being in law enforcement, seeing these bad things happen every day. Well, they're recycling this information over and over. So our job is to get them off the cycle, get them out of their house, sitting in front of a TV or sitting in a dark space, pull them out and give them a positive experience through recreational and outdoor activities. That includes our property out in Ridgeland, which is 270 acres of playground for all of us to hang out. So we have a rifle range, pistol range, a sporting clays range, a high fence dove field. We have quail woods. We have four fishing ponds, a 5,000 square foot event barn. We also have uh, <coughs> walking trails throughout the property. We have something to offer. We've got an archery range up and coming right now. Uh, we have a bunkhouse. Um, we're getting ready to build a lodge in the near future so that we can have training classes and offer a kitchen and then have a workout center. So what we're doing is trying to breathe life back into veterans and first responders through positive experiences. So oh. the heavy stuff is hard. So our objective is to take the heavy stuff off that they've been through, give them a place to engage with other peers that are like-minded. So for example, it could be a, another fellow combat veteran, it could be a law enforcement officer, but giving them a place to be around like-minded people that have been through some of the same things. More healing happens around the fire pit at that property than anywhere else oh. because the guard is let down and we can walk them through and talk with them and share stories. And it's not always stories you want to share, mm. but they tend to let go when they're around other people that they feel comfortable with. When they come in the gate, there's no rank. Yeah. There's no judgment. And so it allows them to kind of break free, open up, and feel like they can connect. And so that's what we do at OpFob. Yeah. And we are, are uh, really the objective, our core focus is to really refocus them and regroup. Yeah. So it's kind of a reset but in a non-clinical way. Yeah, yeah. So one of the, the major focuses of OpFob is just building those relationships. And I love um, one of the big pieces, and it kind of goes back to helping create healthy families. It's not just for the individual you guys yeah. do for the whole family. Yeah, and so you'll hear us say veterans and first responders a lot. But what we also include and what we want to make sure that nobody misses on is it's for the families. It's for not just that one affected. It's for the families because they're affected just as much. It's, it's for the dog, too. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's an all-inclusive environment for the children, the families. So every Saturday we have coffee hour at the barn. 
and this is a very much a just a relaxed place to come. There's no agenda. There's no clinical approach. It's just, hey, come have coffee with us. Come join us and have some fun. Just relax. And then if you want to, go to the range after and shoot or either just go out on the property and enjoy. But that's when we see kids come out. My son's there every Saturday, and he's like a little ambassador, you know, running around <laughs> talking to everybody. And then, but you've got the dogs out, and you've got the, the family enjoying things and, and doing things together. And so that's the big thing. You know, they've been overseas or out fighting the battle at night on a night shift, not seeing their family. This gives them a place to come mm-hmm. with their family and enjoy it together and, yeah. and build memories, building the new memories and trying to move some of the old out of the way and build some new memories together. Yeah, that's good. Joe, you, you shared uh, a little earlier a stat about um, the, the, the family and the guys and ladies who have come to UpFob up to this point. So I guess... Share a little bit about that. What what have you seen over the past two years? What OpFob has done for for these folks? Sure, it's the the interesting thing with that, and, and what he's talking about is in two and a half years since those gates have been open, um, at least to our knowledge that and that, and that we know and everybody that we can track is not one veteran that's come through those gates has chosen to kill himself. And the the reality, as Ben said, is there have been plenty who have come through there and have shared their story about the night before or how long the night was and what they were getting ready to do that's sitting around that fire pit with somebody was there. And that's, I want to be clear too that it's not just my generation. There are, it's, it's almost one-to-one Vietnam veterans that are out there with our generation as well. And they have been tremendous at mentoring um, some of the younger vets that have come through, especially with the similarities of, of history that kind of went down last year and going through is they, they, the way that they kind of come out and it's almost been a purpose for them but there's a lot of people out there that you know not just city hopes ability to kind of get that message there but there's a lot of people out there that are able to share those stories because that's what they want to know say i'm struggling or i'm having this how are you getting through it and the answer is i don't i don't know you know why i've had these experiences i've been through but i know that you know the lord's going to use them for something and my my responsibility is to be a good steward of that and so these, these, young, these people who come through, they're able to have that experience. I think that's a big reason why no one has chosen that path because of what the Lord's doing yeah. out there in, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's good. You got something to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we don't just blow things up and have fun. I mean, there are, we do have, we, we, we do enjoy it. It's really fun. But we, uh, we do have mentor groups. And those mentor groups, for example, one of them being a Bible study every Tuesday morning at Plantation Cafe at 9 o'clock. So we, we do have mentor and breakout groups for the veterans that, that want to get engaged and want to really know more about Jesus Christ and how we can help them. So one of the ways that people can help OPFOB is peer-to-peer engagement. There's two things, finances and peer-to-peer engagement. That's our two biggest things that help us. Uh, and the peer-to-peer engagement is, if you're either a veteran, a first responder, or a family member, raise your hand. Okay, so that's about 50% of the crowd. If you know a veteran or a first responder, raise your hand. That's about 100% participation right there. So. The, the biggest thing is peer-to-peer engagement. So if you know someone, know a veteran, know a first responder, get involved either through an organization like ours, through City Hope, and just share and, and just work with them. Just build a friendship and camaraderie because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know the struggles they're dealing with and the things they've seen. So our objective is just get them out, let them have some fun, let them be in a relaxed environment. More veterans have committed suicide than we lost in Afghanistan and Iraq through combat. So our job is to offset that by giving them a place to go to make them realize they have a positive experience through recreational outdoor activities and through like-minded peers and individuals and 
partnerships like City Hope, yeah. we can do that. Yeah. And one of the things I love so much about what they do is it's, it's based on relationships. It's building relationships. It's not standing up there saying, you need to do this. And it's, it's hey, let's hang around the fire. And, and I have the hope of Jesus, and let me share that with you. It's not, it's not I'm going to force you to listen. So um, I guess to kind of to wrap up here, I mean, it seems like every time I talk to you, y'all are building something, you're doing something next. So I guess just tell our church, you know, like hopes and dreams, vision for the next coming years. I mean, you talked about how we could get involved, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a sec. But uh, what's next? What, what do you see on the radar? Yeah, so it's been a wild and crazy two and a half years. We started with a property that you know, just didn't have a whole lot of amenities for what we're doing. We've created a lot of those amenities, including our 500-yard rifle range. We have a pistol range. We've brand new sporting clays range. We've uh, upfit a 5,000-square-foot barn. We just built a bunkhouse. Uh, you know, we're continuously expanding the archer range. But beyond what we're doing tangibly on property and getting ready to, to build a lodge and a future kennel to employ veterans to be able to train dogs, so... Uh, beyond that, we're branching out into Charleston and into the Savannah market because we have over 130,000 veterans in the low country. So a target rich environment, right? So we want to reach out to more in the low country. So Charleston is a target for us. We have board members that live in Charleston and they're setting up events for us to host and teach people and, and let people gather around uh, op fob. And then the same thing in Savannah, especially with having Fort Stewart in our backyard. So it's just a great opportunity for us to go to those markets first. Beyond that, the objective is to op-fob is to plant home base here and then plant other op-fobs around the country. Um, and so it expands out and helps everybody that we can reach. That's incredible. That's incredible. Would you thank these guys for being with us today? <clears throat> um, I hope that in that, in that short time you kind of captured the heart uh, and why uh, I feel like, as, as, a, as a leader of this ministry, why it's so important for us to be involved. I mean, there's a huge need there. And this, uh, again, this isn't something that uh, is far away. This is our Jerusalem. This is where God's put us. You know, this is, uh, it's amazing how almost every single week here at City Hope Church, I'll meet another guy that say, hey, I was in this, I, I served here. A lady says, I served here. And I'm like, hey, I just met somebody else. Come meet them. Like, it's almost every week that, that God has put this, um, this region, our, our area, together like this. And, um, you know, what was really cool is a, a few months ago, we had our very first men's ministry uh, outing here for City Hope Church and we went out to OpFob and we shot stuff and blew stuff up and it was it was amazing and um, uh, towards the end of it we of course we ate together but um, we, we were able to present a check to OpFob for four thousand dollars to be able to say hey we're behind you we got your back and and that's because of the gifts of, of our church even before we started officially launched City Hope Church uh, a year ago, as folks were saying, hey, I want to give, I want to I start giving, I want to help the church get started, um, uh, we decided from, from day one, we're going to take 10% of every single dollar that we get and we're going to give it away. We're going to give it to these ministries. We're going to support these folks that are doing the work, that are in the, that are in the trenches with the, uh, the first responders and the vets, that are in the trenches with our, our families and our, you know, in the trenches with uh, people around the world. And so that's something that God has put on our heart. And, and I just look forward to these partnerships. As we grow as a church, as these uh, ministries grow and as we develop, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited because why? 
because God gives us this, this marching order. And he says, go. And how many times do we just sit? He says, man, I want you to be engaged. I want you to go to Jerusalem. I want you to go to Judea and Samaria. I want you to go to the ends of the earth. And we're like, yeah, that's good. And we sit. And we sit. And you know what? There's, there's different ways to get involved, right? Not every one of us have to get on a plane and fly to Haiti. Right? Not every one of us can support financially. Not every one of us can, can show up every Saturday for coffee hour. There's different ways that we get involved. And so my question to you today as we kind of wrap up this, this missions emphasis series, uh, what is God calling you to do? What is God calling you to do? Because if you are a follower of Christ, if you call yourself a, a, a disciple, there, there, it's not an option to get involved. It's how am I going to get involved? And, and for some of you, man, you're a prayer warrior and you need to get this, these ministries on your prayer list and you need to seek God's face and you need to go boldly before the throne of God every day on behalf of these ministries. And that's how you can be involved. Some of you, God's blessed you so much and, 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 and you need to give to these ministries and you need to allow City Hope. You give through City Hope. You don't give to City Hope. This is our way of giving to, to HHCA and OpFob and Hope Through Him and Helping Haitian Angels and all the other ministries. For some of you, man, you have some energy and you need to go serve. You need to get on a plane and you need to go serve and you need to love on families and you need to use the, the talents. And some of you are businessmen and businesswomen and, and you're great leaders and you need to take what God's given you and go teach that to somebody. What is God calling you to do? Because my prayer for City Hope Church is that we will always be a church that is engaged. We won't be a, a church that just sits by and, and uh, consumes God's word. We won't be this sit by, and, oh man, I got all the knowledge, but I don't have a lot of practice. Got a lot of knowledge. I know he says this, but we don't, we don't do much about it. We want to be a church that is engaged. And these are just two of the wonderful ministries uh, that God has, has put in our Jerusalem that we're able to help. So I'm going to ask Brad and, and Carly to come on back up today, and we're going to we're going to walk out here in just a few minutes. But today, if you would, just ask yourself that question. As a matter of fact, let's do this. Let's just bow our heads, close our eyes. This is between you and the Lord. What's God calling you to? These types of ministries, these types of uh, outreach, this type of missional engagement. You know how all these things started? Somebody said yes to Jesus. Somebody said, yeah, God, I'll do it. I don't know how it's going to work out, but God, I'll do it. If you're passionate about one of these ministries we talked about today, one of the other ministries, maybe there's something that you're passionate about that we haven't even talked about. Would you say yes to Jesus? Maybe you're here today and this is your first time with us here at City Hope. I hope that you hear our heart. These guys would be the first to tell you. Doug would be the first to tell you. Our, our other partners would be the first to tell you. They're not perfect ministries. They don't get every single thing right, but they're striving to make a difference. And oh, I pray that that's what City Hope would be all about. It's making a difference in our Jerusalem, in our state, in our country, and in our world. 
that we would be light bearers for Jesus. Lord, I'm so thankful for your word. I'm so thankful for this, uh, this kind of marching command that you've given us to engage. Help us never to, to be satisfied with just our walk with you. I got up and I read today and I prayed today and now I'm good. And I, I, I pray, Lord, that that wouldn't satisfy us, that we would need more. Because your word calls us to be engaged. Your word calls us to be on mission. Lord, may we be a people who honor you every step of the way. I thank you for these wonderful ministries. I thank you for the opportunity to partner with them and that we would uh, just continue to support, support them and, and go out and make a difference in our community. So Lord, we love you. We're thankful for who you are and what you do. It's in your name. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And I say this often, I, I truly believe this is the most important part of our service because this is an opportunity for you to respond to what God's doing. You've heard a lot, you've listened a lot, hopefully the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. But here's the reality of this, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, I don't know if a lot of this is going to make sense. It starts with your walk with Jesus. It's got to start there. I don't, I don't know if I can really, really, really have a heart like Jesus if I've never received him as my Lord and Savior. And so today, if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, take that step today. But maybe you've done that. Maybe you know that. You've got that nailed down. My question is, what is God calling you to do? As a church, we've got these different avenues. We've got these different partners. And, and we set these things up to give you opportunities to serve and use your gifts and your talents and your passions. But the reality is, you've got to say yes. So what's God calling you to? It's something. It's not nothing. Would you be obedient to him? Would you listen to him? If you need someone to talk to, we got staff members up here. We got folks in the back. Just come. Say, hey, I need somebody to talk to. I need somebody to walk through this with me. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. So whatever it is, be obedient to God today. Let's sing out. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you and have a wonderful day.